Welcome to Biomechanics on Our Minds. My name is Melissa Boswell. And I'm Hannah O'Day, and we're PhD students at Stanford University. This podcast is brought to you by the International Society of Biomechanics. It's, it's time, time for Boom. Welcome to Boom. We have Biomechanics on Our Minds. Boom. 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 Well, welcome to Boom in 2021. Welcome to 2021. First Boom episode of the year. Woo! We're on 37, is it now? That's wild. That is just wild. Wow. And just in case you don't know who we are, I'm Hannah. And I'm Melissa. And we are just so glad to be here. Congratulations, everyone, on making it to 2021. Yeah, you did it. We did it. We're here and it's a new year. And in the spirit of it being a new year, we have a very special interview for you today with Melissa's really good childhood friend. It's amazing yes. they've been friends for so long. 27 years. Since, <laughs> since forever. Since, since forever. <laughs> since I came into the world. <laughs> and maybe before then you even said. <laughs> um, but Casey is a life coach and she shares just some really amazing tips and strategies for intention setting, changing your mindset, and just really setting yourself up to be the best version of yourself. So we just think that's a great way to start the year. Yeah, definitely. We, as scientists, we're maybe not always thinking about these sorts of topics, but it's so important. And we just want, yeah, in order to be our best selves, as we talk about in the interview, to be our best selves or to be able to help other people, you know, we need to to be our best selves and, and love ourselves and, and do some self-work. And so we hope that like, and some people might even have intentions or goals this year to do some more self-work and, and especially to kind of recover from from things <laughs> that happened last year. What the, I mean, yeah, just the small things. <laughs> just those little things. But yeah, but it was really is a super fun interview and we're really excited to to share it. But before we do that, we have a bit of boom real quick. Bit of boom. Bit of boom. Bit of boom. Bit of boom. So the bit of boom that we have for each day is kind of in line with our conversation with Casey and how we're talking about doing some self-work. And it's something that I've learned about and I think it's becoming more popular now. It's gratitude. And so there is a paper that came out by Jakowska and colleagues at the University College London in 2016, where they actually did a gratitude intervention on young women, 119 young women, and they had an active control as well. And basically the intervention was asking participants to write three times per week for two weeks in their journal. And those that were in the gratitude intervention condition were asked during those writings to express gratitude about three things or towards three people each day when they wrote in their diary. And then those in the control group were asked to write about just three events or things that they noticed on that particular day. And so after two weeks, they found that the participants that were in the gratitude intervention actually had improved levels of well-being, optimism, sleep quality, and even a decrease in their diastolic blood pressure. Whoa. So these are biological changes 
that are literally happening in people's bodies, not just, you know, I feel like gratitude, we often think of emotional or mentally stimulating, but this is actually happening physically in their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Like just this, this mind body interaction. And, and I'm also curious, like if they, when they did it, if, if they did it in the morning to start their day or at night, cause I've heard like ending the day with like gratitudes really like helps you get some, some good sleep and then it influences how you wake up in the morning too. So yeah. So going into the new year, I think this will be one of my goals is to write down, you know, three to five gratitudes every day, one of which will always be you. So <laughs> talking to our listeners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll be Boom and Hannah and and all of our listeners. Ooh. Every day I'm grateful. <laughs> Biomechanics. Boom is always on your mind. <laughs> yes exactly and your heart <laughs> well we hope that kind of set the stage that you know what we're going to talk about with Casey it's it's super exciting and powerful and it even you know it really does affect our our well-being and our health and I think you'll you'll we'll get a lot out of it and it feels very empowering but just some additional motivation for why this is important thanks Melissa that was great to share Okay, welcome to the first episode of Biomechanics on Our Minds for 2021. (laughs) We are so excited to introduce our guest today, Casey Everhart. Casey is a very special guest because we've basically been friends since we were born, probably even like before birth. Casey is a mindset and alignment coach and definitely my go-to person for talking about life and how the world works and also how we can use our minds to help us live better and more fulfilling lives. So thank you, Casey, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, like thrilled. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like even more perfect to be on Boom because you have biomechanics background studying exercise physiology at State University of New York College and um, at Brockport. And then you got your master's in health science at Canisius College. And so we are just like super happy to have you on Boom to talk about some things that maybe we don't always think about as scientists, but are super important for life and living our best lives. Yes. Thank you. I'm really excited to dive into this. Awesome. So we'll start with our first question, which we love talking about sort of the twisty, turny career paths that people take and how they ended up where they are. So our first question is, could you tell us what first got you interested in studying exercise physiology? And then how did you transition to life coaching? Yeah, so I was always really into the body and movement, and I really studied that for a long time. And then I went away to college and played rugby for some reason. And in the first <laughs> game, the first five minutes, I tore my ACL, MCL, PCL, and LCL. And like, it, that is the worst. That's the worst. <laughs> like, first five minutes, I was a freshman in college, and bam, like the most devastating thing that could happen to a freshman. (laughs) So yeah, that is how, so I had to work really closely with our athletic trainers through this really intense, long rehab process. And that really got me interested in exercise physiology and athletic training. So that's how I, you know, declared my major. And I started to do that because I wanted to help other people. And then I realized through the rehab process, how 
much more important it is to have a positive mindset through all of that because it's so closely related. Anything with the body comes with the mind as well. So that's where I started to get really involved in the mindset. And I was that annoying girl who was like positive thoughts. Like everybody should be smiling. <laughs> like I was that annoying person. Casey just um, like radiates sunshine like ever since she was born. Uh, I think positivity was probably your first word. <laughs> Yeah, but it was like to an extent. So um, I still have that, but it really got me to dive (laughs) deeper into like studying the mind and realizing that we have a conscious mind and then a ton of stuff going on in our subconscious. And once I learned how to kind of bring awareness to that and reprogram it, it's when like I really started to change my life. And yeah, so that's how I got into mindset coaching because I want to bring awareness to it and help other people change their lives too. So So do you feel like from your injury, like, do you feel like you had kind of a positive mindset before that, that was able to help you have maybe a better rehab? Or was it like that injury where it like hit you that you really needed to start working on it um, to then, yeah, help your body heal and, and be healthy too? Yeah. So that's a good question because like I said, I was that positive, like happy person all the time. And then that injury, cause nothing, I was very lucky. Nothing really bad happened to me or I never saw anything bad. Like I made the good out of everything, but that threw me for a loop. And that was the first time that I was like, holy crap, I don't feel happy. I'm extremely negative. I was depressed, anxious, et cetera. And then that was kind of when I realized like, wait a second, I was positive up until now. What changed? Mm -hmm. So it was more of the journey of realizing like you have to be the one controlling your mindset through all of it and bring awareness to it and also allow yourself to sit with that negativity and learn from it. And yeah, that's how I kind of transitioned into bringing more awareness to it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like you have these challenges throughout your life, but then it's a really big ones that make you really reflect on your mindset and like really challenge this like positive, I don't want to say attitude, but just like way of thinking that, that you had before that. Yeah. Because I was definitely angry. Like what the heck I can usually get through everything. Like I always learn from this and I was just like completely devastated. So it definitely threw me for a loop, but it forced me to learn and realize that mindset definitely plays a bigger role than just like positivity and sunshine kind of thing. (laughs) So it's 2021 and I'm sure there's been a lot of new year's resolution set. And I know that you're very big on setting intentions and often uh, get me to set my intentions. (laughs) And so I was wondering if you could first talk about the importance of setting intentions and what that means to you, but also maybe um, how it can be helpful to people beyond maybe setting goals or resolutions. I always hear that like only a very small percentage of people actually stick to their resolutions. So maybe we could talk about how intentions might be something that people can really use to going into the new year. Yeah, for sure. So I love goals. I love intentions, but you're right. Goals and resolutions can seem extremely overwhelming because usually we bite off more than we can chew. And we set this huge goal, this huge resolution, and it's really hard to follow through. So because we have all of these things going on around us, like they're swirling up in our heads, these things that we want to accomplish, these things that we want to get to, right? So if you just set that goal and kind of throw it out there, but don't have any action steps to achieving it, you're going to get let down. You're going to not be able to get there. So intentions are really awesome because, so intentions, what this means is an anticipated outcome that you are intending to happen. You're expecting it to happen, right? So goals, I really look at those as long-term, set your big goal, and then we can work backwards to set these daily intentions. So they give our minds something to focus on, something to work towards versus just having like this big blanket goal out there that we don't ever take steps to achieving. 
So that's why I think setting daily and weekly intentions is a great start to reaching said goal. I like how the word intention like has embedded in it this expectation that it's going to happen. It has a mindset embedded in the word, like I'm intending for this to happen. Other goals and resolutions feel so far off or some big change that needs to happen. Yep, 100%. And that's why I like to use the word because you are intending it, you're declaring it. And then it's kind of like giving your brain something to like laser focus on. And I also feel like when we make, when we set intentions, sometimes my intention for the day can just be like, go into this meeting with an open mind or confidence or positive attitude. And like, I, I, for goals to me seem more like tangible goals, but like intentions can be either things that you want to accomplish, but also how you just want to live through that and how, yeah, how you want to set the tone for the day or, or the week or whatever. Yeah, 100%. They can be different than like, I don't know, things that you're writing down on paper. Like you said, focusing on having a positive mindset or, you know, intending to not let things get to you that day. It doesn't have to be just this goal that you're going to achieve. You know, it's just something you're declaring. It's awesome. I know I always like benefit from having an example of something. So I know intentions can be really personal, but we're wondering if you'd be willing to share any of yours or give a nice example of what a good intention for 2021 might be or look like. Yeah. Yeah. So, and once again, with 2021, that would seem more like a goal to me because that's pretty long term. But in terms of intentions, daily and weekly, I think are so important. And for all of you guys listening out there, I highly recommend writing it down. So for weekly intentions, I sit every single Sunday night, I pull up my notebook and just write down the things that I want to make sure I'm focusing on for the week. And I do them. I cross them off or just make sure I carry that around with me all week to keep that in mind. But then for daily, either do it the night before or the morning of, I think having like a morning routine where you can focus on journaling and intention setting is huge for productivity and just like a feeling of happiness and stillness. So in the morning, just write things down. Like today I intend to focus on having self-love. Like normally I have negative self-talk, but today I'm going to speak positively to myself or even something like I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes before work. I'm going to drink a liter of water before I get out of bed or no screen time for the first hour of my day. Things like that, like little things, because you, once again, we don't want to get too large here and too broad and bite off more than we can chew because we have to achieve these intentions and reach them or else we're just going to be like feeling defeated all the time. So those are some examples. That's such a good point. And those are great examples. I'm wondering how many, uh, I guess two two points. One is how many intentions do you usually set a day or week? Like, is it, you know, two or three, or is it like a hundred? And then also (laughs) how, how do you, after you write them down, how do you carry them with you throughout the day or the week? Because I think this is something that I have a hard time with where I'll write down these intentions and then the day gets started. And then I kind of maybe like forget about them. And then the next day I'm writing my intentions and I look back at the day before and I'm like, oh, like I (laughs) I had forgot about that. And now it's going to be my intention for today. So I was wondering if you have any tips for that. So I, when I started intention setting, I started with one, one a day, like do not overwhelm yourself here. Because once again, if you write five to 10 down and you don't achieve all of them, you're going to be like, what the heck I suck. Right. So start with one a day. And then for weekly, I usually set three to five because usually every week I'm having something to focus on, whether it's a project, whether I want to be meditating every day or moving my body. So I would say a good starting point for you guys at home is three to five for a week, write them down on Sunday nights. 
and then one per day. And now to answer the part about how do you hold yourself accountable? You're right. It's totally hard because you get busy. We all get busy. And even though you took the time to write it down on your paper, it gets lost, right? So something that I found that helped me was to take my phone and put reminders on my phone. And you can start with every hour or start every five hours. And when that reminder goes off, you can put a note there. And I would ask, like, I would make it silly, like, have you spoken nicely to yourself today? Or, you know, did you reach that intention? So it just is like a constant reminder, no matter how busy you're getting to bring you back to that intention and remind yourself that you wanted to work on that. That's awesome. I love, and I love how you're able to use like technology to your advantage. Sometimes those reminders can be annoying, but I like this, like you taking sort of control over what is coming at you and what is helping to guide you to that space. Yeah, for sure. So your programs are really centered around this idea of becoming unstuck. And I think you usually talk about this in terms of maybe having a job that doesn't feel aligned to who we are, or maybe require switching paths like you did. And I'm curious about feeling stuck, but maybe happening in a job that you are in that you like or you want to be in. And I'm thinking about that in terms of like grad school where like sometimes I feel stuck, but it is what I want to be doing in the long run. And not to dwell on 2020, but it did feel like a very sticky year. And so we hope that people are able to take time off to like refresh over the holidays. But if someone's still feeling stuck in some part of their life, what would be some of the top tips you would give? And I guess Also, I'm kind of curious, like how, you know, if you're like stuck versus unstuck or yeah, how you can start to like recognize some of those feelings in yourself. Yeah. So this is definitely a loaded question. I'll break it down. (laughs) I want to answer what you said, how you're in grad school and you know, it's what you want to do, but you are still feeling this sense of being stuck. Right. Mm -hmm. And with your situation, and I'm sure for a lot of people listening, it's because you are on such a long path that has very few milestones, very few senses of accomplishment because it's such Mm -hmm. a long road, right? You're working towards something and not being rewarded very often. So I know it's hard because, you know, you're always working in the lab and you're doing all your papers and you're not really receiving anything. So my suggestion for you, and you guys can do this too, if you're in a job that you don't see like a lot of reward from Mm -hmm. is to celebrate the little things. And if there aren't little things, make them up for yourself, whether this be, you know, you and the people in your lab, the last Friday of every month, you go out to dinner and celebrate the fact that you just made it through another month of grad school, like (laughs) something to focus on. Same thing. If you're in a job that you feel like you like your job, but sometimes it gets you know, like Groundhog Day, you don't really feel like you're feeling fulfilled, figure out something that makes you feel fulfilled and celebrate that. Because when we celebrate things, it gives us something to look forward to. It gives us that sense of accomplishment, even though you're not seeing those rewards like on the daily. So I don't know if that would help, but I think that might be a good starting point. I love that, especially since I think the transition out of undergrad where you are getting so much feedback and evaluation and you get to end things like after the semester's over or the quarter's over, like it's you're moving on. Um, Whereas I feel like in jobs and in grad school, that just doesn't happen as easily. So I love this idea of sort of benchmarking and also getting to celebrate. Melissa's really good at that. She started a celebrate <laughs> channel for our lab. On um, <laughs> so I think she's, yeah, she's been really pushing that for, for people. So it's been really nice to have that outlet, but I like the idea of going to dinner or just having like a more scheduled one. 
For sure. And then to answer the second part about how to know if you're stuck and what that means. So we're usually stuck for two reasons. And the first reason is because we're living out of alignment. And what I mean by that is we are all here. We all have a purpose and we all know what that purpose is, but it's buried deep down because of our programming, because of society, et cetera. So a lot of us are not connected to our true soul essence, I guess I would say. So you're living out of alignment. You're either working a job that sucks the life out of you. You're in a relationship that you're not happy with. You're on the wrong path, right? So if you're living out of alignment, you're going to feel stuck because nothing is fulfilling you. You're on the wrong path. And then the second reason why I think people are usually stuck is because you don't have any clarity. So you're living out of alignment, but then you also, you know, you're out of alignment, but you don't know what the heck to do to get unstuck because you don't have clarity. And I think that's perfectly normal for all of you guys at home. It's okay to not have clarity. You know, we go to college when we're 18 years old, that's like way too young to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. So my biggest suggestions for this is to start to get quiet with yourself and to gain clarity. I ask you guys to ask yourself this question. What lights you up? What are the things that are your passions, your hobbies? Like what can you talk for hours on end about and then figure out what your why is? Because if you're working a job just like that sucks the life out of you just so that you can get a paycheck, you have to ask yourself, is my why so that I can get a paycheck and hate my life? Or is my new why to feel happy and fulfilled? So really ask yourself those two questions. What lights me up and what is my why? So those are really great ways to figure out how to get from stuck to unstuck. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I like the idea of figuring out your why too, because sometimes it is like, you know, I think about families where they, you know, want to get a paycheck so that they can take care of their family. And that's their why, because that's what's so important to them. And then I guess when I'm not in that position too, I guess it leaves a little bit more to like, start thinking about like what my why is. And yeah, it, sometimes it can be really hard to find that. So I like your, also your suggestion of what lights you up. And it reminds me of something that Hannah and I did in a, in a course where we map out the week. And then we would write down different things that we do every day, like uh, worked on a paper that like did some writing, did some teaching, mentoring, like you kind of write down the things that you do. And then you rate the energy that it gives you or whether it gives you energy or whether it takes it away. And I think this was something helpful to get me to start thinking about what are the things that light me up and give me energy. And then once you start to think about that and realize like, okay, this is something that lights me up. What do you do after that? So next steps, this is going to look different for everybody because we are all in different positions. We are all in different situations with our life. We're all different ages, et cetera, right? So once you find that clarity, once you figure out what lights you up, I want you guys to start to laser focus and make everything in your life about that. Always include that thing that lights you up, whether it's a career, whether it's looking for hobbies that you can incorporate more, right? Because We want to feel fulfilled. Being in alignment is being in fulfillment. So the next step I would definitely say is to ask yourself, how can I incorporate more of these things in my life? And if it's a big decision, like a career change, start to figure out like, okay, are these hobbies something that I could turn into a career? And if that job isn't out there yet, ask yourself, can I create that for myself? And that's what I did. You know, like I worked every job trying to feel fulfilled and I never felt it. And then I was like, I love mindset. I'm making it a career and I'm going to be happy and fulfilled. So next steps is just figure out how you can incorporate as much of that into your life. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. And I think I've been thinking about that a lot recently and trying to write down some of the things that get me really excited. Like, for example, I love mentoring and that's, you know, something that's really important to my life and like gives me energy and makes me happy. And, you know, thinking about 
in different career paths, like maybe I won't have as much mentoring in this career path as this one, but then maybe there are some ways that I can just make that happen. Like maybe there are some organizations that I can get involved in that's not part of my job where I can live that out. And like kind of what you're saying, like just bring those into your life more. And then I think you start to gain, yeah, maybe some more clarity as you bring those in and like things are exciting and you just never know what opportunities will come up when you start changing up your routine and and seeking out things that feel more in alignment. Yeah, for sure. Seeking out opportunities. I love that you said that because once again, I realize not everybody is in a position to just quit their job and like follow this dream, right? So the more that you can add things into your life though, that do make you feel happy and fulfilled, Mm -hmm. like you said, seeking opportunities, the more the universe is going to start to put things in your path for a reason and things are going to start pop up. Like maybe you start a hobby, you're taking a dance class because you love it. And this person in your dance class is like, hey, I have this job opportunity. Like start to pay attention to the little things that are going to happen once you honor what you want to do, once you honor your soul. Mm -hmm. Wow. Is that sort of how it happened to you for you when you started paying attention to your love of mindset? Did you feel like things started to align? Yeah. So I went on my whole, you know, a whole journey. Like I was not happy with corporate life. I knew it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. I knew a nine to five wasn't for me. And so it took a long time for me to get clear on mindset and alignment coaching. Like that was just, that wasn't even the idea. It was more of I'm stuck and I need to figure out what my passions are and how I can help other people do the same. So that's where it came for me. And I was at a point where I was done. Like I quit my job. I started my own business and that's just where I was at. So I realized like not everybody, I'm not telling you guys to go do that, but it's just following your passion is going to be the most rewarding thing that you can do. Wow. This is like so energizing and I hope it's just so (laughs) exciting to be talking about this and feeling like there's just a new shift. So hopefully everyone, yeah, sending good vibes everywhere. Sure. (laughs) So you also talk about like shadows, limiting beliefs and boundaries. And these all seem like really powerful concepts to understand and maybe even work on. But I'm curious what the first step is in doing this type of self work. Is it, yeah, learning about yourself, improving your mindset? Just feel free to elaborate on any of that. Yeah. So it's definitely, I want to just put this out there. It's a lot of work. I call it the inner work, right? Because we are so disconnected from being quiet. We're so disconnected from sitting with ourselves. So it can be really overwhelming. And when you throw words out there, like shadow work, inner child, limiting beliefs, those are really Mm -hmm. like very, very difficult things to dive into because I'm, uh, you're asking yourself to rip open all of these old traumas, these old triggers and figure out how you can heal from them. So I kind of have three tips of advice here. Number one is just love yourself as you are, because I feel like when I started this journey, I realized all of the BS that I happened in my childhood and how it was affecting me now. And I was like mad at myself. I was mad at my little kid self. I was mad at my current self. And it was just That's no way to start this journey. So number one is just meet yourself where you're at and love yourself because that's the most important part. (laughs) And then number two is really getting quiet with yourself and figuring out what it is that lights you up. Like how we answered in the previous question, really getting to know yourself and whether this is meditating. I'm a huge fan of meditation. It is the best thing that we can do for our brains. Um, So meditating or journaling. I highly recommend doing a brain dump, especially for you guys who are busy, like in this career that you're in. I feel like it can be overwhelming because you work so much and you don't really ever get time to self-reflect. So number two would be to journal. And then number three is question everything. So 
this is really important because we came into this world a clean slate, right? And then we got conditioned. Every like the reason we're acting the way we are now is because it was imprinted on us. It was conditioned onto us. And something I realized is I've been operating on this like subconscious feedback loop just because of the things I was taught as a child, the things that were imprinted on me by my peers. I don't even know if I like these things. You know what I mean? So start to question everything. So whether it's, you know, the clothes that you're wearing, like, do I even like this style, the food that you're eating, the job that you have, like, Really just bring awareness and watch your thoughts and question everything. And then I guess a fourth tip with this is to pay attention to your triggers. So when you get into shadow work and inner child, there's things, these are things called triggers. So anytime you're getting annoyed, anytime you get angry, bring awareness to that anger, bring awareness to that emotion and figure out, wait a second, like instead of just getting negative, ask yourself, why am I getting negative here? you know, because there's a reason for it. And that is where your healing lies. That is where your teachers are. So bring awareness to your triggers instead of allowing them to control you, try to learn from them. So I know that was really loaded, but I hope that made sense. No, I love that. So I'm hearing like meet yourself where you're at, which I like because you can't, you know, start to improve if you're only loving your future self that you're picturing, right? You have to start where you're at and love yourself first, get quiet with yourself, question everything, and pay attention to triggers. And yeah, I think these are really, really great tips and tricks, but it it seems like all of them revolve around this theme of like giving yourself space Mm -hmm. and just being kind to yourself. And it seems like you really can't move into any of these without that initial first step of, of just like sitting with yourself and, and being open to everything that, that you are. So yeah, thank you for sharing all of those. That's super helpful. And, and paying attention to triggers also makes me laugh because I think sometimes you get annoyed and you're just like sitting, like you're just sitting there, like I'm annoyed right now, but you're never like, Hey, like, why am I annoyed? What is this telling me about myself? How can I learn from this? Like, I'm usually just like, wow, I am bothered right now. (laughs) But now, like when you start to do it, when you just start this practice, it can be really hard at first, because you're just like, why am I this way? (laughs) Like, why would that bother me? Can I just ignore it? But really, like diving into it and sitting with it. Yeah, really, you start to like feel things change and can kind of catch yourself having those feelings before you react to it, then maybe a way that that you don't want to. (laughs) Yep. Bringing self-awareness to everything is a key. And just like what, like meeting yourself where you're at, we cannot skip this work, you guys. Like I'm just telling you right now, Mm. and you might never have even heard of it, but if you're not living in fulfillment and alignment and you're not happy with your life, there's a lot of shit going on that you've got to go back and take a look at. (laughs) Mm. We can't just skip it. So bringing yourself to the idea, like, this is what it is. I'm taking my time here. I'm loving myself through the process and I'm going to get where I want to be. So love that. Really love that. There's like so much there. And, um, (laughs) but yeah, this is like just such a great place to start. And I think your point of like, you have to start somewhere and this work is just so important. And I think what you said before, when we don't often take the time to do that, sometimes we feel like guilty for like taking the time, you know, I could be doing X, Y, and Z instead. And, you know, I could be doing all these other things, but I guess, how do you reframe that to like, 
I need to prioritize myself and not feel guilty. I think that was one thing is like, I feel guilty for spending the time to do these things. Do do you have any recommendations for how to kind of lose that, that guilt or feeling bad for putting the time in for self-work? Yeah. So that is something you are conditioned to feel guilty for that. We are all conditioned to feel guilty for taking time for ourselves. That's not what society wants us to do. Society wants us to be working 24 seven, to be involved in extracurriculars 24 seven. That's not why we're here. (laughs) We are here to work on ourselves. This is a growth journey for every single person on this planet. We're all at different places. We're all at different levels. I like to call them and we all have to learn. So the thing that hit me because I used to definitely put the inner work on the back burner. And what I realized in putting it on the back burner, it's because I was, I was scared to commit to it. I was scared to rip off those band-aids. I was like avoiding it. I was self-sabotaging myself. Right. So some tips to make you kind of realize how important it is, is you can't go out and do all of those extracurriculars as your best self. If you're not taking the time first to prioritize you. You can't show up. This is just like you can't pour from an empty cup, right? You have to prioritize yourself. You have to put yourself first in everything, in your job, in your relationships, in parenthood, wherever you're at in life, you are number one. You are your priority. So it's definitely hard, but either maybe setting an intention or setting a goal to tell yourself like, no, I'm here for a reason. I have to do this inner work if I want to, you know, move on and grow and transform. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. It's just like you can't you can't give the love out that you want to give if you don't love yourself first. And for me, that's like probably the most motivating thing to the most motivating reason to prioritize um, yep. self-work. For right. sure. Well, Melissa, I feel like you highlighted a, a great this feeling of like guilt sometimes in working on ourselves. And I love that. Yes, that's sort of been entrained in us by society and it makes sense. But what about the feelings of, so you set an intention, you're doing well, but then maybe you're not meeting it. And then you have that feeling of sort of failure. So I'm just wondering if you have any tricks or stories about how you've combated that or helped others combat it and just what what might we do when we face something like that? Yeah, so failure is my best friend, and I want you guys to make it your best friend too. Okay? <laughs> we try, we try, um, and we love failure. <laughs> but seriously, it can be so defeating, and I'm not taking anything away from that defeating feeling when you set a goal and you don't reach it, or you do you do an awful job at something in your life. Like failing is awful. It's a crappy, crappy feeling. But first, so my first step is to allow yourself to feel the crappy. Because me coming from that previous Casey of bubbly, sunshine, happy all the freaking time, I didn't allow myself to ever get down. And that's not okay because you're burying shit if you do that, okay? (laughs) Number one, sit with those emotions and think about like, why am I, how am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling this way? And give yourself patience and grace, okay? So that's number one. Number two is always be seeking growth. So a growth mindset is something I preach so heavily to my clients. And what I mean by this is when something doesn't go your way, when you fail at something, when something bad happens in your life, instead of saying like, why is this happening to me and getting upset and throwing shit around, whatever, instead ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me? Because everything is a lesson. Every single situation is a teacher to us. We can learn from everything. So if you are constantly seeking growth and having this mindset, you're never failing. So like I said, sit with those negative emotions. That's okay. But what's not okay is to allow failure to derail you. 
Okay. Sit with them for a day, allow yourself to feel it, but then ask yourself, okay, I'm good. What is this trying to teach me? How can I grow from this? What did I learn? Because you're always learning something. I feel like that so nicely parallels the meeting yourself where you are and the questioning everything and just like sort of blending that all in together and just really using that to embrace all these different things and negative feelings and failure. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's great. Yeah, you guys, there's always opportunity everywhere. It's just that we've been so conditioned to allow ourselves to let the emotions take over. And we don't realize that like, hello, the universe is trying to teach you something. You're just like, you got the blinders on. So (laughs) awaken yourself. (laughs) Get woke, (laughs) y'all. So one of our questions is usually like, can you tell us a time that you failed? And and so this is like, that was just a great answer to that, how to deal with that failure. The last question that we like to ask are what you're, what are you most excited about for the future, usually of biomechanics, but for you, we're wondering what are you most excited about for the future of what I think is a rising interest in mindset and mindfulness, and also just the future of your life coaching and, and what that is going to be to look like for you? Yeah. So I think you're totally right. There is a rising awareness of it. And that's what gets me most excited because mental health ties very closely in with mindset coaching. Then I'm not a therapist or anything like that, but I do feel like mental health is so closely correlated with all of the stuff that happened in your past, all of your triggers, your shadows. These are all things that we need to improve on. So I'm just really excited that there's more of an awareness around it. And the stigma around it is kind of going away because I feel like self-improvement and self-work was always something that people like looked down upon almost, which is insane because it's the most important journey that we can go on or people who do have mental health or depression or anxiety issues like that. It just was something that we kind of like frowned upon and that's not okay. So I'm really, really, really excited and grateful that people are kind of waking up and realizing like, no, like this is the most important thing that we can do. So I think as a collective, as a community as a whole, I'm really excited about that. And then, yeah, the future of my business, I'm just so excited to be able to help more people. And I really do think like, I just want to help humans become the best versions of themselves. So I'm just really looking forward to taking it to the next level because a lot of this stuff, like we were talking about shadows and limiting beliefs and inner child work, it's hard, hard work, right? And none of us really have awareness of it unless you're in this field. You don't even know what those words mean. So I'm just really excited about bringing awareness to it. And even not with just my clients, like I put this information out. I teach this because I generally want everybody to just understand it and learn from it. So just being able to provide free content and provide teachings and help change people's lives is what I'm most excited about. (laughs) Wow. Well, actually that kind of segues. Well, thank you. I should say for sharing all of that. I think the, you have such a bright and optimistic view of the future. And I think, but I think it's also realistic. Like I think we are moving hopefully into that nice, great space where people are aware and able to realize that they can shape these things and, and meet themselves where they are. But that talking about putting out free content, we're really excited to have, well, one, explored your website and also your Instagram, where you have a post of 21 journal prompts to create abundance and purpose in 2021. So I think that's just one example of some of the great resources that you're putting out for people. Yeah, um, so that people should check out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you go to my Instagram, that's like the link that's right there, because I really do feel like you guys, if you don't have, and not saying you have to set all these crazy goals and intentions, but it gives you like, go to that 
link and answer the questions because it's making you get real with yourself and figuring out what you want. It kind of guides you on this clarity journey, this feeling of being unstuck. So I highly recommend checking that out as just a starting point to doing the work. And then also on my page, I do ton of free train, a ton of free training videos. There's all this content, like free teachings, because I really do just want to wake everybody up. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And the journal prompts are so nice too, because it gives you a place to start where you're not like sitting there thinking about like, what should I write about? Where should I start? It feels so intimidating. But if you have like, here, here's like a specific question for you to just like sit and think about. It just seems more attainable and not as in, not as intimidating, I think. Um, but maybe you could share your Instagram and your website if people want to learn more. Can you also share your like what's coming for 2021? Like what's yeah um, yeah <laughs> yes. Um, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me um, on Instagram. It's just Casey Rose Coaching, and then my website is also CaseyRoseCoaching.com. And if you go to CaseyRoseCoaching.com, there's a resources page and that's where the journal prompts are there, but then there's also two other freebies. So there's like other content that you guys can look at. We love free things. So yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so there's plenty of things like that's a really good place to start. So Instagram, a bunch of free trainings and then um, some free resources on my website. And then I don't remember the second part of your question. I'm sorry. Um, what's coming for 2021? Oh, yes. How could I forget? So launching, well, it is 2021, um, January 1st. Oh, <laughs> what's coming for this year? <laughs> yep, so I'm most excited about, um, I have launched this huge project that I've been working on. It's called Freedom Life Academy. And it is a three month long self-guided program where it's taking you from stuck to free. So it's kind of going way deeper to all of the stuff we just talked about. And it's broken down into 12 different modules. So each week there's a different focus. And every single day you get a training video that I teach you about, and then you get some sort of homework. So whether it's a journal prompt, a clarity exercise, mirror work, a meditation, there's something every single day. So five days a week, you are being held accountable. You are being forced to work on yourself in a fun way. So I'm really excited because it's tackling all the stuff we talked about. Shadows, limiting beliefs, setting boundaries, loving yourself, like thought awareness. I could keep going on and on, but it's just basically like an all-in-one program. It combines it all. And that there's a page for that on my website if you want to see what the program is about. But I'm just really excited because it gives a starting point because I think this work can be so overwhelming. Like I'm sure you're listening to this and like, I don't even know where to start. So that's a really good place because I take it back to the beginning steps, back to the basics, and you're able to work through it on your own time. So I'm really, really, really excited about that. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. And I guess I also want to emphasize to me, it seems like sometimes when I think about exercise, I'm like, well, any little bit that you can do is good for your body and good for your health. And I feel like with this as well, like any time that you can put into this, whether it's like five minutes of meditation or, you know, just starting somewhere with something a few minutes a day, like that is enough to get going and to make a difference and it adds up. So we hope that you're feeling more empowered uh, by Casey. I know like we are um, now I'm just like super excited to get this year going. I'm definitely going to be leaning on Casey as I start making my my goals and intentions for the year. But we really appreciate you sharing the things that you have learned and just your passion for helping people in this in this way is really inspiring. So thank you so much. Yeah. 
thank you for having me. I feel like so uplifted after sharing all of that. And my biggest, like the thing I want you guys to take away from this is I said it before, but just love yourself with where you're at. It's so easy to feel defeated and get down on ourselves and hate ourselves. And that's not okay. So really just start to show yourself love. That's my like ending message for you guys. Show yourself love and show up for you. So that's what I have for you guys. And thank you so much for having me on. This was actually my first podcast. So I hope it went okay. <laughs> it was amazing. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> it was perfect. I would have never guessed. So. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks, Case. Well, we hope that you all enjoyed the interview with Casey. We know we did. Make sure to, you know, check her out if you want to learn more. And let us know, like, your intentions and goals for the new year. Sometimes it helps to have a partner, you know, accountability buddy. And Boom is happy to be that buddy for you. So just, you know, let us know how it's, how it's going and, and hopefully, you know, the positive ways that this, this episode has impacted you. Yes, we would love to hear. And I feel like one of my favorite takeaways that Casey just highlighted at the end is just loving yourself and where you're at and showing up for you. So Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. And one of the ways that we show up for ourselves and love ourselves is embracing our failures. So, (laughs) So let's slide into our fails. I do have one fail recently, which is that I drove, I drove home from California to Ohio for the holidays and then drove back, you know, this is a lot, this is like 3000 miles, I think. And I drove with my roommates and our cat. And I would say like the first half of the first day was kind of a fail, like trying to drive with the cat, but then it ended up uh, being like, just really easy and great. Um, the thing that was an issue was I realized like I had realized that the, it seemed like my laptop was dying pretty quickly and I didn't do anything about that problem. And then I spent four days driving across the country and had all these things that I was going to work on, on the computer when I wasn't driving. And then I, my computer literally wouldn't even turn on because (laughs) (laughs) because the battery is so dead. So it it won't turn on without being plugged in. But anyways, I have a new battery on the way and I'm going to fix that. But it was for, I was mad at myself for not planning ahead and then getting stressed out. And then, you know, but then eventually you just have to embrace it. And it's like, well, I guess it's just not happening. (laughs) You know, I can't do anything today. I can't do it. So that's just that. (laughs) Actually, yeah, I've heard one of my friends was talking about being in lab and, you know, now they're being in lab, you can only sign up for certain time slots. And Mm. so you have a limited time and uh, they had their computer and they had plugged it into their, they had plugged the plug into their computer and they had plugged the other side into the wall. But what they forgot is that there's a piece between the Mm. two. They connect, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I'm talking about. And yeah, they, I don't know why they make it part. disconnect. Just like <laughs> keep yeah. it together. <laughs> okay. Who wants, to, who wants to disconnect that? <laughs> There's never been a time where I was like, oh, I need to un- I need yeah. to disconnect the plug from the wall from my charge. <laughs> so unfortunately, their computer died too. <laughs> um, so I feel like, yeah, that's a super relatable fail. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um, 
Do you have okay. a fail? I do have a fail. I have a fail and a fail update. So, ooh, yay! So yeah, big things here today for 2021. My my minor fail. I feel like it ended up. It was minor. We'll call it minor. Is that I? We talk a lot about intention setting in the episode. And while I was home with my family, I was trying not to look at my phone too much and not to be on my phone. And so usually the first thing I do when I wake up is look at my phone. And so I've been trying to do that. Not or sorry, trying to not do that. And interestingly enough, the first thing I do when I wake up and look at my phone is look at my calendar. And so I haven't been looking at my calendar at all. Also, just because, you know, it's we've been off from work and things like that. So anyway, I did not look at my calendar and I did not see the event today. She forgot about us. We had <laughs> a boom interview, a very important boom interview. And I actually I thought it was tomorrow just because that's what my brain does. You leave the your work setting and then all the days just get mixed all up. The days and I never know what day yeah. it is or what time it is. And <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I guess I have not quite proven to myself yet that I am able to, you know, be completely independent of a phone. But mm. again, anyway, so my fail update is actually really exciting. I feel maybe, yeah, a few episodes ago, actually, it was quite a few episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> a few hundred years ago. <laughs> we had talked about uh, one of my lab mates sharing a you know method to calculate something with my other lab mate. And it turned mm. out he shared something that was incorrect with my other lab mate. It was supposed mm. to be one parameter in it, but he accidentally switched it for a different parameter. Right. Um, and I remember and, this. Yeah, he had a big scare. He was like, oh no, do I have to go back and c- calculate all of my things? But the lab mate that he shared the incorrect equation with ended up finding something significant in his data that was related to this incorrect equation. And so that led to this whole new sort of uncovering of uh, wow. yeah, of, of this relationship. So that was exciting because it was like a fail. Even though he did the equation wrong, it ended up we ended up finding something interesting out of it. So yeah, uh, that's great. And and in a rarity, I feel like sometimes we realize something's wrong and we're like, Ugh, everything yeah. is ruined. <laughs> that's how you ask him. That's how he felt. Yeah, yeah. And so it's nice to see this example of like, well, you know, like actually something good came of it. And like, that's that's awesome and inspiring for us to not just like totally have a meltdown and be like, okay, there's a reason this is happening. It's going to be correct and, you know, better than before. So good to keep in mind as we go into this year. Yes. Thank you, Melissa. That's great framing. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. We're so grateful for you. Um, Thank you to the International Society of Biomechanics for their continued support. And thank you to the wonderful Peter Washington for all the music and fun sounds you hear. Mm And if you would like to submit a research fail, if you want to suggest a person to interview or get involved either, you know, by hosting your own episode or some other way to get involved in the podcast, please email us at biomechanicsonourminds at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at biomechanicsoom. So I'm Melissa. And I'm Hannah. Biomechanics off off our our minds. minds.